Thank you for joining the worship services of Shoto, Brady, and Dutton United Methodist Churches. I'm Pastor Julie King, and I'm so grateful for digital technology that allows you to join us from wherever you are in the world. You can join us every week by clicking the links on our Facebook at facebook.com shotoumc or on our website at umshoto.net. If you like what we are doing and would like to financially support us in ministry, you can find more contact information on our website, and again, that's umshoto.net. We're so grateful that you are joining us. The scriptures this morning are taken from... Jeremiah, and then from the book of Luke. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise that I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among the nations, confused by the roaring of the sea, and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to take place, stand up, raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Then the familiar story about the fig tree. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell each one of you of this generation that this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. So be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it came upon everyone who lives on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place, and then to stand 
before the Son of Man. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. The first Sunday of Advent usually is a time for us to deal with shock. Is it really time already? Time for Advent? Sure, everywhere we look around our world, there have been signs that Christmas is near. For the last couple of months, our retail stores have been telling us, hey, it's almost Christmas time. And we've seen Christmas trees up. We've seen ads on TV for gifts. We've been warned that this year there's going to be a shortage. So make sure that you shop early so that you get your Christmas gifts. Sometimes it feels like the market in the retail world forgets that Thanksgiving and Halloween even exist. It's like they just jump straight from 4th of July to Christmas. But for some reason, that first Sunday of Advent in our church always kind of hits us with a shock. It's like, wow, it's really here. This Sunday, I used the traditional lectionary readings, and I plan to do so for all of our Advent series. But something that's interesting about this reading is that it doesn't tell us the Christmas story. There's no angel announcement. There's no new baby Jesus. There's not a pregnant mom except for your pastor up here right now. There's no Joseph. There's none of that shock going on this Sunday. It might be a little bit easier for us if we had told those stories this Sunday to begin getting into the mindset of Christmas and anticipating the coming of Christ's birth. But that's not our focus today. Instead, we are focusing on these very prophetic scriptures that the Son of Man will be coming, that the kingdom of earth or the kingdom of heaven is near that we should pay attention, that we shouldn't get wrapped up in everything else, that we need to be ready because really, this could be our last day. We don't know when our time is going to be over. So we should always be ready for it. That doesn't exactly sound like a type of a message that you would hear going into the Advent and Christmas season. That's more of a fire and brimstone type sermon, and that's not the message that I want to preach today at all. But what I do want us to be very mindful of is that just as our Decembers or the end of our Novembers have usually a dreary start to winter, Sometimes anticipating the coming or what we're waiting for can feel a little bit dreary too. Several weeks ago, I was looking out our kitchen window over there in the parsonage and I looked out across the street and as Lila so often is, she was in the yard and Terry was with her and the two of them were raking huge piles of leaves. These were enormous, and I had to tell my kids that they couldn't go jump in them because they were working very hard. I don't know how many different piles there were out in the lawn of the church here, but they had to use a tarp to be able to carry them to the road, and I'm sure their bodies were exhausted for days afterwards. The churchyard looked so nice, 
That was a lot of leaves. That same day I watched, I think it was the same day, maybe the day before, but I watched a lot of the Lions Club guys out there raking all the leaves away from that fence beside the pool. And those leaves had really piled up there. They brought all of them out to the edge. It looked so nice and clean. But then I looked at my phone and I saw the forecast. And there was a whole lot of wind that was supposed to be coming just like we're expecting later on today. And I also looked up into the trees on our side of the street there in our parsonage lawn, and I saw that they were still full of very dead, crisp leaves. And I thought to myself, oh, this wind is gonna work in my favor because it's gonna blow everything out of our yard, <laughs> but it's gonna blow it straight back across over here where they had done so much work. I got to thinking about how so often, that imagery and that day is very comparable to our own lives. There's times that we work so hard to clean up our act, to clean up our mind, to clean up our feelings and our emotions, and then all of a sudden along comes this huge wind and it just blows all of the dry, crunchy stuff that we don't want right back into our yards. And then we have to start all over. Yesterday evening, I was on a um, Facebook Live video that Bishop Karen does every week, and this is open to anyone. So every Saturday evening, I think it's at 5 o'clock, she gets on the Mountain Sky Facebook page and does just a short devotional. And the message that she spoke yesterday fit in so much to what I was going to be talking about today. So I wanted to mention what she brought up about this week's lectionary reading. She reminded us about how everyone in the Bible goes through a time of exile, much like we all do. There's this promise, these prophetic promises that the kingdom of heaven is there and that that is our true home and that it will be true peace and paradise. But the journey from here to there is not always an easy one. There are times that she used the word homeless feels like the way that we feel. Homeless because we feel very disconnected from maybe our church. We feel disconnected from our own spirituality. We feel disconnected from God. We feel disconnected from ourselves. And it can leave us with a feeling of being homeless. I thought that was very fitting for the time to come home message that I was focusing on today. So I wanted to be sure and mention that. As I think about these prophetic scriptures that we read today. I think about the ways that each one of us can fill ourselves in exile. It might be a multitude of different reasons. Maybe we've done something that we're ashamed of. Maybe somebody has said something about us and a rumor has spread and it's ruined our image. Maybe we are depressed and we're just down and we can't get out of that rut that we're in. Maybe you have an accent or the wrong color of skin. Maybe you love the wrong person. Maybe whatever it is in this world, you just don't quite fit in. 
And because of that, you have a hard time finding love for yourself because you want to try to fit into those other norms or the ways that other people think you should be. Maybe you're struggling financially and then another bill comes along and then an accident comes along and it just feels like it's one thing after another after another. Like those leaves just keep blowing down and piling up over and over and over. And the more that you take on, it feels like the farther you are from God. You can find yourself questioning, where is God in all of this? And when you feel disconnected, you do feel like you're in exile. You have this promise that you hear week after week after week that God loves you and that God will help you through anything. But when you're stuck in a bad time of your life, when you're stuck in a bad moment, you can feel like you're in exile. And that's really what these scriptures are reminding of, all of us of this week, is that all of God's people have gone through that. Something that I think is so amazing about God and about Advent and this journey through Advent is that we are reminded of how much God knows each and every one of us and the ways that he shows up in a very human way in our lives. We'll go into the Christmas story later on throughout the coming weeks, of course, but the one thing I really want to remind us of today is that Christ came to us in a very normal way. A very, very normal way. Yes, there were announcements from angels and there was the Immaculate Conception. But that was not something that was well known. They didn't have a Bible to read about what was happening at that time. They didn't have TVs to turn on and get the latest news from the media. Christ was just born to an ordinary lady. She gave birth in a very ordinary way. The same way that every one of us women have given birth, the same way this baby's going to be born. Christ came to us just like any one of us comes. And you know, when a deity is being born, when the Son of God is being born, you would think that there would be flashing lights and that there would be twinkling stars and the angels would be singing and glorifying and that there would be all these wonderful, amazing, heavenly things happening. But that's not really what happened that night. We do read about, of course, the star that the wise men followed and we hear about the parts of the Christmas story but all of that wasn't all put together until later, and we'll dive deeper into that in a couple weeks. But for today, we remember that it was so ordinary. I think that no matter what it is that we are going through in our life, no matter what struggle that we are facing, whether it's a struggle within ourselves, whether it's a struggle that we can't control that's affecting us or our family or our church or whatever it is, I think that we have to remember that we long for Christ, that we wait for what is coming. That's the meaning of Advent is coming. We anticipate what is to come, but the time in between can be hard sometimes. It can be hard to wait. 
And I think so many times we pray and we cry out to God and we say, give me a sign, show me the direction, tell me which way I need to go, who I need to talk to. And God doesn't always show up with those big, bright signs that say, here's your sign, this is what you need to do. Sometimes it's in a very human way. It might come to us from a person who we least expect. It might come to us from a situation that we don't even notice. It's just part of our normal routine. But God will show up and remind us that he is there in a very, very loving and sometimes human and unexpected way. As we really focus on this week, The thing that I hope that we will get from these scriptures and from this week is the ways that Jesus is saying, pay attention. In both of these scriptures, it talks about the trees. And as I said, I was reminded of our dead trees outside right now and looking up in the branches. And just as that parable of the fig tree talks about, in several months, we'll see new growth coming from it. But that's not what Christ is telling us to watch for. And that's not what Jeremiah is talking about. If you pull out the Bible or you look at the scripture, branch in the Jeremiah scripture is capitalized as in a name. And it's talking about this branch, this Christ that all of us are longing for and waiting for to show up in our life. As we look into the trees or what seems to be dead, just like in the parable of the fig tree. When we pay attention and when we really look at what is there, there's new life in it when we least expect it. And the same can be said for each one of our lives. If we're finding ourselves feeling like we are in exile, if we're finding ourselves feeling like it's just not Christmassy, it's just not joyful, In all of our ordinary life, Christ will show up in very human ways if we just pay attention. And it's through those moments, through those people that are placed in our lives, or through those situations, that we will find ourselves at peace and at home. So this week, as we begin to sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel, I invite all of you to pay attention, to find Christ, to find Emmanuel, God with us. And know that God is with you no matter what it is you are going through. And it is time for you to come home, to be with Christ, and to let Christ be at home in your heart. Amen. Today we will be singing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, for our hymn of reflection. And I have to admit, I think this morning in Dutton's service, it was the first time that I have sang every single verse to O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And I love Dave Markell and Anywhere Church is a wonderful resource, but we will be singing all of the verses. There are a lot of them. If we sing this hymn later on through Advent, um, I do have a version that Seth did for us last year that's just verses one through four, I think. And so we'll make sure that we put that in. But today, I would invite you to really reflect on what the words to this hymn say. And I think that there are a lot of ways that we can relate to each one of the verses and realize that there is truly a place for each one of the verses. So let us join together in singing.
Day spring come and cheer. 
shade and death's dark shade.